All right, so I did a podcast. I've been wanting to do a podcast with Kelsey for a while because she went through a pretty traumatic domestic violence experience. And ever since I heard her story, I've wanted her to come on. But we haven't done it just because she's kind of had some legal things going on with it. But we decided to put it out there. And it's really could be hard to listen to because... um, A lot of times, yeah, a lot of details. And we, as humans, like to protect ourselves from listening to things that could make us um, face reality. Like, this is reality for a lot of people. A lot of people go through this. And I think we try to just ignore that there's hard things going on in the world, like domestic violence, like child trafficking, like drug overdose, abuse, suicide. And so... Every once in a while, I like to bring this stuff on to raise awareness. And um, we're working right now to build a nonprofit. It's called Kelty Foundation, Inc. We're going to try to raise money to help either women that are getting out of the situation. We're trying to think of ways to help people that are currently in situations how to get out. And so anybody that can reach out that has information that would be helpful for us if you could email me at kingofcorona2020 at gmail.com, just with resources or connections, phone numbers, um, just so if we do get people reaching out, we have somewhere to turn them to. What was that one, though, that you know of that's called um, that people could use? Like, Oh, yeah, don't turn your back on dis- domestic violence. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Don't turn your back on domestic violence. You can just Google it, right? Yeah. Um, but there's always like resources and places where people can go, but, uh, we'll get more information and let you guys know, but I appreciate you listening. And as always subscribe and share if you like the podcast. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona Podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's already going. Look. Talk. See if yours works. Tyler. I just started it. What do you mean? It's only eight seconds. Okay. <laughs> Are you freezing? Ah, I'm scared. Podcast. All right. This is a podcast I've been so excited to do. Miss Ornover? Yeah. For real? Did I say what I started? No, I didn't oh. start it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Okay. I just told all my listeners this is going to be clean. And then you say, (laughs) (laughs) butterflies and hearts, butterflies in the sky. Okay, I can fly twice as high. How do you know if my mic's working? Look at those little wavy lines right there. See them? If you want to make sure it sounds real good, you can hold it like up here. The better, like the higher the lines go, the better your volume is. Okay. You go. Talk. I don't know what to say. 
Uh, Look how big my lines are. It's like a ghost. All right. (laughs) So, Kelsey, as you guys have heard me talk about many times, she's been on the podcast Mm -hmm. before, Mm -hmm. but Kelsey has a really cool story. It's a sad story, and I've wanted her to share it, but she hasn't shared it yet because... There's just been a lot of, there's been a lot of delays. Like the, mm-hmm. this whole like process. So I'll, I'll just get started. But first, tell everybody how you and I met each other. How do we get tangled up in each other's company? You were on vacation. Yeah. And I was driving past this random karaoke bar. And I was on my way home, mm-hmm. and I just, like, I, like, flipped around. I was like, oh, I'm just going to stop it in this place just for one day and go look like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. And then okay. you happened to be there with, like, eight other guys. And we were just singing karaoke. Mm-hmm. So you lived in this small little town. Yeah, I did, and I knew, like, everybody there. And I was just be bopping around the bar. And you thought Vestman was my boyfriend. Uh-huh. What was his name again? Vestman. Brandon? No. Um, gosh. He literally always gave me crap because I could never remember. Oh, his yeah. Name. And I met him and when I came there. That's how we became friends is because I could never remember, remember his name. you didn't remember his name. And now it's a country singer name. Oh, yeah. It's, Dirks. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> his name's Dirks. Dirks. <laughs> Anyway, we met, we caught each other's eyes from across the bar. I wrote a song about it. Yeah, you did. Good should, song. I should just play it. You should. Pause. Here comes Kelsey's song.
song about when we met so mm-hmm. now you guys know figured that'd be easier than going through the whole story yeah but we had fun it was like that instant chemistry where like you had just like when i met you you had been divorced for how long um like a year and a half year and a half yeah well it wasn't finalized like he moved out like a year and a half ago yeah. But you know that whole story. We had to like do it six times because. the paperwork. Because he's complicated. <laughs> That's the thing too about real. There's always like technicalities with divorces mm-hmm. and stuff because legal stuff takes forever always. So it technically like wasn't finalized like up until very recently. <laughs> yeah. From when but, I met you. Yeah. It's weird, huh? Mm-hmm. So anyway. But in between me and you meeting, you had another relationship. Yeah, so it was like, I guess technically like my first relationship after my divorce. And that was how much longer after your divorce? Like a year and a half. So there's no way. Oh yeah, no, because that's when I met you, a year and a half. So this whole process. So So that was like a year. It was a year. Actually, yeah, it was exactly a year. So for a whole year, you were, like, by yourself, doing your thing, like, had your, didn't you have your own place? Mm -hmm. And so you had, like, a pretty good life. Yeah, it was good. I was, like, rediscovering myself. Yeah. Going out, meeting people. And then I decided to move out of Red Lodge. And I couldn't decide if I wanted to move to Calista or Jackson Hole. And I kept going in between the two. And I finally decided to move to Kalispell, but like the week before I moved, I decided to go visit Jackson Hole first, and that's where it gets messy. So, yeah, that's where like, that's where the story would begin, Mm -hmm. but really it begins before that. Yeah, but I I feel like we should leave this episode to, like, the domestic violence. Yeah. Because, oh my gosh, everything else in my life could be its own separate podcast. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just so, like, this experience. Mm -hmm. So, you came to Jackson Hole. Yeah, to visit my dad before my big move. Uh And I ended up running into a childhood friend. That I haven't seen in like 15 years. And it was really fun catching up. And just couldn't believe we recognized each other. His mom used to actually babysit me back in the day. So 
That was fun. Yeah, so you guys were like friends. Yeah. About the same age. Mm-hmm. So we hung out, and I was there for like oh, nine days or something. So we hung out like after we met each other up that night. We met up again, and then again, and then again, and we were just like hanging out a lot. Yeah. Which we are not going to be saying this person's name. No. We're just going to refer to him as him. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, yeah, he was super sweet, and he was just like. It's fun, like you guys were doing like four yeah. wheelers and or snow snowmobiles. machines, snowmobiles. Yeah. Snowmobiles, and it was just super fun. Yeah. And then I was telling him how I almost moved to Jackson, but I had just gotten a place in Kalispell, and I moved all my stuff to Kalispell, and so I ended up having to leave. And he was like, why don't you just move here? And I'm like, you know what? I was at a point in my life where I could do whatever I want. And my dad lives in Jackson Hole. Sarah lives in Jackson Hole, the Shrivers. It's a whole nother story. So you were moving to Kalispell. <laughs> where so there you, was nobody. Yeah, so that was like nobody, which probably would have been the move for would've sure. Would have been better. But then this guy kind of got me thinking, like... You know, it would be pretty cool to live here. And I did want to move here, but for some reason I picked Kalispell. So, <sighs> I don't even know. Yeah, so, like, and that's another thing, though, is, like, sometimes you don't know people. Like, just because you know yeah. people, you don't know people. So, it's like, if I ran into, like, somebody I knew in elementary school, mm-hmm. I would remember them from elementary school. Yeah. Like, I don't know about... All their trauma yeah, and their whole well, life, and like, years. yeah, like, what is that? Who is that person now? So, let's rewind just a tiny, tiny bit. So, this guy, he basically, he's not a good guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he saw that I had just gotten out of a marriage and I was an easy target for him. I was vulnerable. And after that moment, he basically was manipulating me without me knowing he's manipulating the situation right off the get-go so when i said i'm moving to Kalispell, he basically was like making me think no i'm not moving to Kalispell. well you know what i mean there's a lot of things too like at the beginning of a relationship where like people can be really good about pretending like they can pretend yeah. really good so like you wouldn't see some of the red flags mm-hmm. That's a problem with a lot of people like getting into something too quickly mm-hmm. is you don't even let yourself like know yeah. the person, especially yeah. if you're spending because you guys were spending most of your time together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't tell if he was jealous no. or no, if he just, had like different sides or just those first couple days. Super fun. No, like real deep talks. It was just like going out, having fun. Yeah. So when he basically suggested, like, why don't you move here? At first, I was like, no, I have a great job in Kalispell. I got an amazing house. Like, why am I going to do that? But he kept, like, bringing it up. And then, like, he literally got me to change my mind. Yeah. And I, like, agreed to, like, move to Jackson Hole. Even though I just moved to Kalispell. <laughs> like, yeah. Just barely. I hadn't even unpacked my house. You had a place and everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. You had to like break your lease, quit your job. I did. Yep. So it was a pretty big deal to it like. Was huge. So I mean, you had to have some like pretty strong feelings. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I got cold feet. I almost backed out, and basically he was like, he gave me like an ultimatum, honestly. Like, right off the bat. Yeah, and I didn't like thinking back on it. I'm like, what was I thinking? Yeah. But he was basically like, you can stay with me while you look for a house here. Because he knew that I was, like, getting freaked out by, like, living with him. Like, yeah. So I was, like, getting cold feet. And I feel like he felt that. So then he man- manipulated me more and was basically like, just move in while you find your own place. Yeah. So, so I did. You so did. I went back to Kalispell for, like, a week and a half, two weeks. And then I literally moved. Did you have, like, you were working at this place? I moved. No. So, I was going back and forth, like, just trying to decide. So, I, like, extended. I told him, like, hey, like, I'm not ready to start quite yet. Can we push yeah. it out a week? Because I was still trying to decide. I messaged Brianna and Brittany, and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like. Yeah, what were they? So, what was your friend saying? Like They were like, do it. Whatever. You can do whatever you want to do. Like. And then... Yeah, so I ended up moving, and I, I moved in, this is crazy, moved into this guy's house. Yeah. That I thought I knew, like, from back when we were kids. Uh-huh. And it was super fun. He was, like, amazing and sweet, and, like, the first, like, three weeks were really, really good. Yeah. And I was looking for a job, and I was looking for a house. I ended up getting a job, and... I was looking into a few houses, but before I got the chance, the abuse started, like, a month in, a month in living with this man. So, okay, (laughs) this is the part, because, so, we just started that, like, nonprofit Mm -hmm. to tell people, like, in the situation, so... Mm -hmm. Preferably, what I would like to do for people is mm-hmm. raise awareness about red flags, like before you get yeah. with somebody that could like potentially be abusive, and then, like, is it because a lot of times really nice, like sweet people mm-hmm. end up with narcissistic assholes, yeah. and it's like you're almost too nice, and they know how to push, and they know how yeah. to push, and they know how to make you uncomfortable, and it's the same thing as like sales like you're in a house and some people are like just do it you're gonna regret yeah. it and then there's like the nice salesman it's like here's some time and yeah. blah, blah blah so like the people who are gonna abuse someone they have like a target they know who they can manipulate they have a type do you think they have it like oh they definitely do they have it like it's a target or is it like in their subconscious they just like they almost like just can tell that that's a type of person that they can manipulate. I wonder if they like intentionally do yeah. it or if it's like unintentional, but they just select know. the same type of people because Let's call them up and ask. I just <laughs> I would imagine it's almost like a like an unintentional it's intentional. Probably, yeah. I bet it's a little bit unintentional, honestly. So this person who hurt me has also hurt a couple other women. Because yeah. since I've stepped forward, they've also stepped forward. And almost all of them, all of his exes, were freshly out of a divorce. They were, I don't want to say sad, but, you know, like, they were kind of lonely. Yeah. They were used to being married. And so it was nice to have, like, a person again. 
It's also like a really small town where there's not like you don't have really like options with guys. And so he comes across as like, okay, this is as good as it's gonna be here in this town. Yeah, he he used like his his money and his track and his, his assets basically to like lure us in. Like, ooh, this guy's fun. Yeah. Making up for his crap personality. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. But I bet that happens a lot. People using their Yes, I feel like... Materialistic stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's hard for, like, someone freshly out of a divorce to, like, notice certain red flags. I feel like if you were to pull that on, like, me now, it would never work. Yeah. I'll pull it on someone who had their head on more straight. You know, I feel like I was still, like, all over the place. Like... Yeah. It's a little wild at the time. Just doing whatever, but... Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it's kind of hard to see, like, the red flags, you know. I was still processing my divorce. So instead of noticing his red flags, I was still processing, like, the divorce and all whatever happened with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that's how he gets in, you know, because he knows you're going through something, so he knows he can get away with it. Yeah, so he's but, almost... Like, Looking back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, there were so many red flags. So many. many." Yeah, because we've talked about it. And like from an outside perspective, you're looking in like how? Like there's so many things. And like, but that's the thing because I know people and like, because I used to be the same way with just kind of like decision making. Mm -hmm. Like if you get me around the wrong people sometimes, like I'll just do what they're doing. Yeah. And then, like, I'll regret it, but I'm always in the back of my head thinking, like, if it doesn't work out, I'll get out of it. Mm -hmm. And then you're too far into it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then when you're 100 pounds and this dude's 250. Yeah, exactly. He's, like, can overpower you. And then Mm -hmm. abuse is start. Like, if abuse starts, then, like, you don't really have a leg to stand on. Mm -mm. And so you're trapped before you even know, like, what's, what's going on. For me, it was weird because, like, I've been verbally abused. So, like, when that started, I was like, that didn't really catch me off guard. I knew how to, like, yeah, because you had that. had that happen. Yeah, so I'd experience with that. But when, like, the physical abuse started, kind of like took me off guard. Like, so, I was like, wait, whoa, this is like, what is happening? Yeah, so talk about, like, so the beginning. So you move in. Yeah. How fast does, like, verbal abuse start? Is it pretty, like, soon after uh, you got there? It was, like, a few weeks. Like so A few was, weeks. So it was pretty yeah, good for a few weeks. It was for a few weeks. Yeah. And like, then, good. Like, like so what were the red flags, though? Actually, like, what, yeah. No, it started before. So, like, I was looking for a job. This is so weird. I was looking for jobs, and I had, like, the best job offer. And he was like, no, you do not want to work there. What are you talking about? This yeah. place sounds amazing. And he like put all this stuff in my head. This place is actually great. And what was it about this place? There. Was a guy working there or something that was attractive? No, he would like just say the hours are bad, the commute's bad, this is bad, but really it wasn't that bad. Like he got to my head. And he basically helped me find a job that, that I was sucked. Just secluded. Like it was just me working there and no one else working. Just me. 
And it was like the perfect thing for him. So you could, you wouldn't have like a social life, basically. Yeah, and then I tried to leave the medical field. I was like, actually, I don't think I want to go work at that place. I'm going to go like apply at like some banks and just do like a different job for a while because I'm out here living my life. Let's try something new, you know? Yeah. And he was like, no, you don't want to work at the bank. So-and-so works at the bank. It's a nightmare there. I know so-and-so. Like he had an excuse for everywhere I wanted to work. And then Legacy came up and he was like, work at Legacy. And at the time I didn't realize like what he was doing. But now I know. <laughs> so, so technically like it started like so early without me even realizing it. So what did you like what were you thinking? Like what when he was like work at Legacy, like you were like just trusting that it yeah. was a good place? I was like, honestly, it's like an assisted living. It's gonna be really chill. It's just me. I was like all for it. I was like, okay, this might be fun. Like I'm down to try this. Yeah. Not even like thinking twice. So I then like, like you oh, became at that point like it was just you, him, like, mm-hmm. you had no, like, what about, like, your, because you lived next to some family, like. Yeah, my dad. Did you see your dad much when you were with him? Uh, no, like, the first couple weeks, we were just always out doing things. Like, we were snowmobiling, we were hanging out with people, we were having game nights. And then, like, how was, house, like, so how was his interaction with his, the people you were around, like, his friends and family, like. No red flags there. Because it seems like I'm just like so surprised by people that like are capable of what this guy did to you. So people were honestly like, who is this girl? She's new to town. Everyone knows everyone there. So they weren't so much thinking of like, oh no, he's with another girl. They were more like, what the heck? Where did this girl come from? But like there was no, because this had happened with other women prior yeah, to you so there's nobody no, that was like no, run for your life no. this guy is like horrible like the whole town knew that he had done this before they like mm. and nobody talked to you nope nope did you did your did your mm-hmm. family know mm-hmm. someone very very uh. close to me had heard that he had beat someone before and didn't tell you they were just no. Just giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Jesus got because to Because I looked so happy and like basically they didn't want to shoot down my happiness. They like were protecting me. Protecting you, yeah. <laughs> because I was happy and they didn't want to be like, I know you're happy, but this guy sucks. It's weird though how we do that as humans because I've so, so many times. I had somebody really close to me mm-hmm. and they were about to get married. And I remember talking to my brother, Ryan, mm-hmm. and we were like, we should warn this person that, like, they shouldn't do this. But we're like, they're so happy, though. <laughs> and, like, sucks. maybe to be different this time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two months in, you're like, yeah, we should have had Shoot. that talk. <laughs> yeah. So that's something for people right there. Like, yeah. if you know something about somebody, that type of thing almost seems like it's, like, habitual. It just sucks because, like, there's so many things out there that actually aren't true about people, you know? So, and we'll get to this, but, like, later down the road, this person almost just said his name. He even mentioned, like, just so you know, there's a rumor going around town that I did this and this to so-and-so. But 
F her, like, this actually didn't happen. She was just trying to ruin my life. And I literally believed him. Because he was doing such a good job. I wish I could be like, shout out to you, girl. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I did not believe you for a second. Like, I believed him. He made her sound crazy. That's what they do. Crazy. And I was like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, women can be so evil. Like, that sucks. And then, boom, he almost kills me. Yeah, so, anyway, just, like, just tell your story. Okay. Just tell it. Okay, so, come February, so January is really, really good. Come February, right around Valentine's Day, that's when, like, the abuse started. At one point, something little, we were having, like, not even an argument. I said, like, the wrong thing. Like, one of my friends texted me, which was a guy... And then it turned into, like, an argument. Next thing you know, he has, like, me by the neck. And he's, like, holding me up against the fridge. And that was the first time he put his hands on me. Wait, no, there was in a hotel room. That's after this. Oh, that was after that. That's, like, right after this. Oh, okay. This was the first time. So, so after, his hand is around your throat. Yeah, and he's, my feet aren't touching the ground. He's holding me up. I'm, like, showing you. And this you. is because what did you do? Um, so, like, right before this, like, my guy friend had texted me, Ollie, shout out to Ollie. Yeah, Ollie, like, I met Ollie, super yeah, cool. Like really this is, like, friends. really, like... Oh, I don't want Ollie to, like, think that I got, like, abused because of him. Oh, that's sad. But... <laughs> it's um, obviously not, like, anybody's fault. I know, but it's still weird. I mean, you know? you're, like, yeah, like, later on in the story is, like... I know, okay. Listen. Yeah, like, this guy's listen. just... So then he, like, starts going off, like, did you ever sleep with this guy? Like, and I'm like, chill, like, it's just my friend. Then he takes my phone, and he literally deletes, like, starts deleting every single guy out of my phone. And I'm like, what is going on? So I go to grab my phone from him, and then he pins me up against the fridge. And so this like choking me. Because you're, like, feisty, like, you... you... know, I'm like, give me my dang phone back. Yeah, like, so... So, yeah... That was not okay with me. So I was like, nope, this ain't happening. And he saw me come back, like, aggressively towards him. Not aggressively, yeah. but... Anyways, he had me pinned against the refrigerator by my neck. And I just remember in that moment, like, what is happening? I've yeah. never had a man lay his hands on me like that, let's just say. Yeah. But then he finally lets me down. And I, like, automatically ran to the living room. And he grabbed me, and he threw me across the room. Threw me. And then he got on top of me, and I was laying there. And he's screaming in my face. I'm, like, curled up in a ball. And he was just, like, screaming, like, I... What did he even say? I'm so proud of myself for not hurting you. Like, I've done so much. Like, I've grown so much. Like, I didn't even hurt you. Like, look at me. I'm not even, like angry and I'm like you're like you just threw me across the room and you're screaming in my face and I'm like crying on the floor and then he got and off he's of me. proud of himself because in the past he's like punched he, girls in the face yeah. and kicked so them and... he just like stands up and he's like basically patting himself on the back and he's like I didn't even lose my cool like you should be thankful like the old me and I was just like what is he talking about this is like the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me at this point yeah so I don't really say much. And then at that point, I I text my ex-husband. 
Yeah, because you guys, like, yeah, you we still care about each other. Yeah, this person ruined my relationship with my ex. Ruined it. I was talking to Joey every single day. Hmm. I'm sorry. That's hard. Yeah. Anyways, I text Joey and I was like, I think I got myself in a bad situation. And he was just like, gosh dang it, I told you to be careful. You've been gone for like a month. What the heck? And then <laughs> he ended up going through my phone and he saw the message to Joey. What did, what did you just have? It's just a flag if I want to go back and edit. Oh, well that's, that's cool. Good. Um... And Joey basically was like, you gotta do what you gotta do, Kels. And so at that point, I was like, I should probably get out of here. Like, what happened the other night was not cool. Then he plans, like, this magical trip for us to go on, basically to make up for what had happened. Yeah. And to, like, reel me back in. So we're at this hotel. But at this point, you're terrified of the dude, obviously. Yeah. Like, I was already planning, like, I got to get out of here, you know. Like, so, like, yeah, that like... happened and you must have been thinking, like, Yeah, so this okay. is February. And then, so for Valentine's Day, he had, like, planned, like, this little getaway trip. And I go on it with him. Long story short, we get into a stupid argument about, I don't even know what this one was. Something stupid. I probably looked to someone. Oh. I did this with my hair, and he thought I was, like, flirting with someone. I was like, uh, what is happening? Yeah? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, sorry. My daughter, she woke up, and I had to go put her back down to sleep. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's continue. You remember where you were? Yeah, that was a nice little pause, because that whole, like, Joey thing made me a little emotional. Yeah. I just have a little pause there. Yeah. I didn't realize, honestly, like, that man ruined my relationship with my ex. Yeah. Like, we were on really good terms. We were friends. And he just, like, really ruined it. Now the man won't even talk to me. Anyways. Yeah. Back to this story. <laughs> um. So we go on this trip. I'm playing with my hair weird or whatever. And... We're arguing. Oh my gosh. Arguing all the time. Then you haven't argued like at all. Yeah. <laughs> but we go back up to the hotel room and I just like, I don't put up with people's shit. So of course, like, I got sassy back with him. I'm like, you want to be a jerk? Like, I'm going to bring it like right back to you. And he did not like that at all. And he picked me up and like tossed me across the room. And then he was just like throwing me around. He threw me so hard that like literally. After our little fight was over, like, the mattress of the bed was moved off of the bed frame, basically. These are, like, like those big, heavy-duty, yeah. like, he had pushed hotel me. mattresses. He, he'd thrown me into the bed so hard that, like, I literally, like, moved the bed. And you're little, so yes. he must have thrown you yeah. super hard. Yeah. And then we, like, decided, literally, the fight was so bad that, like, we decided to leave the next morning. We're like, we're done, like... I was going to leave him. I was going to move out. I was like, forget this. This is like, you know, we get back. We actually went on the trip a little later. So it was like probably like February 20th when we get back from this trip. And I was planning on moving out. He didn't really know, but like I had like plans in place. Yeah. And then come March 2nd, that's the night that like changed my life. 
I had gotten off. This is like the main thing. Yeah. I had just gotten off work. I had just gotten back to his house, and my dad called me and was like, "Hey, we should meet up. Let's go have a drink." And I, so I told him like, "Do you want to come?" And he is. He was just like, "No, I don't want to go." He didn't want to go, but I was like, "I haven't seen my dad like since I've moved here." Which was super weird. Yeah. He had like purposely like been keeping me away from people, I swear. Like my dad would want to hang out and then he'd be like, oh, well, we have this planned. Oh, this, we have this planned. Yeah. Like, so weird. So I felt really bad. So I had to go see my dad. And then he didn't want me going alone. So he like got dressed and then he came with. We met up with my dad. I had two drinks. I was not drunk. Like at that time, I hate to admit I was a heavy drinker. Was having fun, so two drinks was like not a lot for me. But he came up to me and was like, "What were you and your dad just whispering about?" I was like, "What are you talking about? I wasn't whispering with my dad." And he just like wouldn't drop it. So I was like, "Let's get out of here! Like I am not even having a good time. You won't drop this." Oh, this is so weird. Yeah. I haven't like told this full story. Like it's weird. It's so weird. Uh, we get back to the truck, and literally, I get into the truck. I always had to use his door. I couldn't use my own door. That's another thing that's weird. Oh, my gosh. You had to go through the driver door? Yeah, through the driver's door, and I always had to sit by him. I couldn't sit. Like, one day, I decided I wanted to sit over by the window, and he was so ticked off. He's like, why won't you sit by me? Like, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's things like that I look back on, and I'm like, well, this guy crazy crazy but so i had to get on my side sit in the middle seat even though we were fighting and he grabbed me in the truck and was like yelling at me i don't remember exactly what he said if i'm being honest because the next couple seconds were huge but he said something and it ticked me off because he grabbed me and i was like let go of me i could tell like we were about to get into a really big fight so he wouldn't let go of me so i had a drink in my hand that's how fast we left the bar. Like, yeah. let's just bring this next drink home with us. Because it was we're not, COVID, right? Where you could just get road here. beers. Yep, you could. So I took my drink. He wouldn't let go of me. And I threw it in his face. In his precious truck. In his truck. He wasn't even, like, in the truck all the way yet. I was just like, because I was trying to get out of the truck. I'm like, I'm not going home with you. Like, you just really ticked me off. Like, I'm done with you. Like, you're being psycho. Yeah. Then that's when he lost his cool. And like big time. He grabbed me by the back of my head. This is crazy. I'm even like saying all this. It's so weird. So let's just say what you feel comfortable with. No, I feel comfortable with it all. Yeah. Just like, have I even gone over like every little detail? Uh, we've gone on like, like okay. all those hikes and you've told okay, me like, like pretty so much everything. All right. So he grabbed me by the back of my head and he started like smashing my face into the dashboard. Oh, I can't even like... And I was like bleeding from my mouth and bleeding from my nose. And then I went unconscious. Like he literally made me go unconscious. I don't remember driving really from the bar to his house. I remember coming to like a block from his house. And I remember like trying to grab the steering wheel. I was just like covered in blood. I didn't really know what was going on. And then he pulled into his driveway and we started to like fight. I was kicking, I was screaming. This is like such a blur, honestly. But 
he opens the door. He's trying to drag me out of the truck. I'm kicking him so hard. My shoes fall off. There is blood everywhere. Like I had blood all over my shirt, all over my jeans. Um, I'm surprised I have all my teeth. So at this like, point, so you don't even know what's happening. You're just like fighting no, for your I, life because like, you just came to. I just came to. Yeah. Cause, like, so when you came, do you remember coming to and just being like. Like barely. I barely remember coming to. I remember like the street. I remember just looking up and like seeing the street. I could like, I wish I could just like paint a picture right now. Like with what I saw. And his house was like a block away. And so he pulled into his driveway. We were fighting, we are fighting. The next morning, I found my earrings that I was wearing were in the driveway, right outside the truck. My shoes were still in his truck. My purse was in the truck. My phone was in his truck. My God, I wish I had my phone, like, in the house. Oh, my God. Um. Anyways, so we're fighting, we're fighting. I remember he yanked me out of the truck. My head hit the little foot pedal outside of his truck. And I kind of went out a little bit again. She was your head like really hard. A lot of times. Yeah, because I was fighting him and he pulled me out of the truck by my legs. So and when, she just fell hard. And I fell. My head hit the God. foot pedals. And God. then he started dragging me inside. And I just remember screaming like bloody murder. Like someone help me. Which doesn't make sense because if you know where this person lives, like... There's neighbors. People heard you. People definitely heard me. Just people. I think that's like something that really bothers me the most. Cause like there for a while, I was like, was I really screaming or was that like in my head? Like, but I know for a fact, like I was screaming. I remember laying in the snowbank and I was like holding on to like a the fence. This is so terrifying to picture. And I was like holding on to the fence, like screaming because I knew once. I grew up around violence like this a little bit, so I knew, like, once we were in the house, like, I was done. Like, it was going to get worse because we were still kind of exposed. So I was screaming. He started dragging me up the steps into his house, and I remember, like, having a hold on both rails with my hands, and I'm like, shoot, do not let this man get you inside. Then he gets me inside by my hair. He's dragging me by my hair this whole time. I woke up the next morning with chunks of hair, like, missing. Uh, anyways, we get inside, and honestly, I don't remember much inside at all. At this point, it was probably the lawyers, and I determined it was, like, 10.30, 11 o'clock when he got me inside. In the... At nighttime. At night. Like, 10 o'clock at night. 10, 10.30, probably. And I basically came to about like two o'clock and I was naked on the floor in a puddle of blood, bleeding from my mouth, bleeding from my nose, bleeding from my head, bleeding from my shoulder, bleeding from other areas. And I was just like so confused. I was like, like literally the carpet, he had tan like tanner than yours tan carpet and there's just like a big pile of blood so I just laid there for a second trying to like figure out what was going on like where I was I could I didn't even know where I was for a minute honestly and then like I realized like I gotta get back out of here so like I kind of like snapped into like survivor mode and even though I was naked 
I just like sprinted to the door. Sprinted. And then I actually made it. So the first time I tried to escape twice. Just the order go. I haven't thought about this part for a while. The first time I only made it to the door. I was so freaking close. And he caught me and he grabbed me and he dragged me back inside. Oh yeah, this part. He dragged me back to my blood pile and he was choking me like as hard as he could. And I just remember biting. Am I, is it okay to be even like saying all this yet? I don't even know. I don't care. Like this is what happens. This is what happens. But he's so weird. Um, I bit him as hard as I could on the wrist. I broke his skin. And I remember I like picked him off. And he, but he quit choking me. Because I knew if he was going to keep choking me, like I was probably going to die. Yeah. So I bit him. And I don't know if I've told you this. This might be a little weird. I think I have actually told you. But after I bit him, he was really mad. And he was like kicking me and punching me and throwing me around. And basically using me like a rag doll but I almost gave up like I laid there and I, I took it for a minute I took it it's curled up in a ball and I was just like laying there like what I like I'm done I can't fight this man off of me but then I like thought of my ex-husband and like what he would <sighs> basically what he would tell me to do yeah I like heard him like Kels like don't give up like don't like Kels get up I know it's weird but I thought I was I was like so close to like blacking out again that like like parts of me kind of was like hearing like his voice yeah which is frustrating so I decided to like fight this man off of me even though it's like at this time three in the morning probably now uh, it's a lot. Yeah. You can take a break. No, it's okay. Uh, but he ended up knocking me out again. And I don't know how long I laid there. I don't know where he went. It's like he knocked me out and then he left me alone again. Like, what was he doing? Actually, I think I know what he was doing. Pretty sure... So I don't remember being in the bathroom at all. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember, like, how I got naked, any of that. But after talking with my friend Brittany, like, we determined that either we fought each other in the bathroom or one of the times when I was unconscious, he drug me into the bathroom, drug me into the bathtub, and was trying to wake me up again in the shower. Because there was definitely a struggle in the bathroom. You could tell by, like, the holes and, like, the bent towel bar and everything like the next morning i i think it was me or him like the whole frame by the door was broken yeah. anyways i think maybe whenever i came back too and he wasn't there i think he was probably cleaning up the mess in the bathroom he was cleaning up the mess because we must have been fighting throughout the whole house but i don't remember it i don't remember it at all um so i woke up he wasn't there and I ran to the door again, and I got out the door, I got to my car, I literally got into the, I'm not passenger, driver's seat of my car, 
and I saw him running out the door. And I, like, couldn't get my car started. I was naked. This is, like, literally like a horror film. Yeah. And, like, literally, I was naked. It was winter. I'm sitting in my car and, like, trying to, like, back out of the driveway. But I'm, like, trying to do it so fast. And he jumped on my car, like, shattered my windshield. Basically rolled off my car. I didn't lock my door. I just... I don't even think my door was closed. You can't, like, how could you think, like, at this moment? Like, I know, I was just, like, trying. You were, like, in and out of consciousness, like, yeah. hardly able to, like, I don't even know how I, like, ran move. to the car. I had no shoes on, like, nothing. I'm like, God, where was I going to go naked? Away from him? I know. Ugh. But, anyways, he gets me out of my car, and he literally... Drags me back inside. And at that point, like, I literally was like, I'm going to die. Like, I can't do this. And so, like, I gave up. Honestly. And then, like, I was laying there. He dragged me back inside and he didn't beat me again. Because I think he could tell that, like, I was done fighting back. And I just laid there. And I was crying. And I was just like, please, just leave me alone. Please. And then, for some reason... I was like, I'm going to play a little game with this effort. I'm just going to be super sweet to him. So he stopped beating me, telling him I love him, telling him I'm sorry for what I don't know, just so he, like, stops beating me. And then, like, he literally stopped. This whole thing started because he, of a conversation with your dad. Yeah. Where he thought you guys were talking about him, right? Yeah. He didn't know what we were whispering about, which my dad and I, like, if we were whispering, like, it's just probably something funny, nothing about him. Like, I don't even know. You know, my dad, like. He's just got, like, a hair trigger for, like, yeah. temper. Seriously. Like, it, like, set, it, like, that one little thing set him off so bad to where he beat me for six hours. I can't really say beat me for six hours because I don't remember four of the hours. So maybe I was just unconscious for four hours. But by the looks of the house, like, we definitely fought for more than I can remember. Which is, like, I just wish, in a way, like, I could see it. Like, did I at least get a punch in on him? Like, I don't remember. I woke up, like, my knuckles, my whole hand was, like, basically broken. You saw the picture of my hand. It was so bruised, and I have no idea where it was from. Like, was it from, like, Probably. I think he stepped on it. I don't really remember. I remember, like, I think I remember a lot of things, but it's, like, so blurry. Like, I don't even know. But then, anyways, I start, like, I love you. I'm sorry. And I'm so concussed at this point. Like, I can't even think straight. Like, I don't even know where I'm at. Like, I don't know what's going on. I was supposed to work the next morning, which I did go into work. Like, he let me go to work the next morning. Like, like concussed, like, black eyes. Like, he, I was trying to escape, and he wouldn't let me leave. He wouldn't let me leave because I was, like, escaping. But literally, like, four hours later, I'm like... How did you go to work? Like, when you showed up to work, you clearly couldn't think. No. You looked like a wreck. So, I forgot... I like when I was getting interviewed by the police, I forgot that I went to work. I had no recollection of going to work at all. 
they were like, what about when you went to work that day? And I'm like, I didn't go to, wait, what? I like, that whole next day, I blacked out. I don't remember any of it. I can't tell you one thing. I can't actually tell you one thing. I remember being at work and I remember looking at my residents and they were all looking at me so weird. And I was like, why are they looking at me so weird? Why are my residents looking at me? And then I remember like walking past a mirror and I like looked at myself and I was like, what happened to me? Like I couldn't even wrap my brain around like what had happened. So I like text my coworker and I was like, hey, I got in a car accident last night. My windshield's all busted. I think I need to go home. And she came in at noon and relieved me. So, okay, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. At that moment, when you know it wasn't a car accident, Mm -hmm. like what goes on in your head that wants to protect him at this point? Just fear of it happening again, Mm -hmm. right? Or what? No. At that point, I wasn't protecting him. At that point, I was so brain dead. I literally didn't know, like, what was happening. So you looked in the mirror and, like, really, like... I was just confused. I literally was so... I was trying to think, like, I feel like I need to do something. But I couldn't think. I just wanted to go home and sleep, which I did. And then you went back to his house. Which is so bad do you know how bad this was for my brain i had a fractured i didn't know this i had a fractured skull severe concussion ruptured eardrum at noon i went back to his house i went straight to bed and i slept till six the next morning i slept i slept and i slept and i slept which is like you're not supposed to do that so that was really bad for my brain and i can feel like effects from that honestly that sucks there's like a lot of like effects that yeah. come from like your shoulder and yeah. your foot and your hip and your messed up from it all but so I went back to the house and I slept and then I woke up the next morning and I was like my alarm went off it set I had an alarm set every day for work my alarm went off at six o'clock in the morning and it's time to go to work again so I caught dress. <laughs> um, we didn't talk like, at all. We didn't say anything to each other. I was just so out of it. Like I just like walked in the house, went to sleep, woke up, got dressed, went to work. And then I kind of started to come to a little bit. And I was like looking at myself in the mirror at work. And I was like, whoa, I like literally do not look good. I like I'm super beat up. When you did you wake up next to him? Mm-hmm. Yep. He what called was, in. He what called was that in. Feeling? He called in to work. He didn't go to work those two days at all. He stayed home and cleaned up all the evidence, basically. That's what he was doing. Just praying you wouldn't go to the police or do anything. He this I think he sat at home and made up his story, basically, just in case. They just basically made a plan, like how am I gonna keep her what am I going to tell her when she gets home? When she comes to, what am I going to do? Well, we, cause we've kind of talked about this before, but there's like a part of me that just thinks people like that 
Mm. Like, they really honestly go to, like, this, like, state of mind Mm -hmm. where... Like, have you... There's a lot of movies about, like, schizophrenic people Mm -hmm. or people that are, like, severely bipolar. And it's, like, they don't even know what they've done. And so they can be, like, a sweet person that's, like... Because you said this to me, like, the person that beats you, a lot of times women go back because it's also the person that comforts you. Yep. That's why they go back. And then that, but that person's so good because they almost don't even realize, like, if they really did it. Because they're so disconnected, like, from reality that it's like, Mm -hmm. they do these things and they're like, but I'm this sweet, really good guy. Like, I wouldn't do this to anybody. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do this. So messed up. I would really like to know, like, what he did while I was at work. What did he do? What was going on in his brain? Yeah. His dog. Well, you're at work. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm 99% sure his dog tried to protect me because ever since that night, his dog has a limp in his dog. Like, every time since that night, if if he would get close to me, his dog would freak out freak out his dog from the last time i saw this person his dog still couldn't walk right his dog is messed up from and it happened that night yeah. and i'd be like what happened what happened to your dog oh he's just getting old i'm like don't you tell me that he was literally i know that dog was trying to protect me yeah i don't even remember seeing the dog yeah just violent so like, just violent mm-hmm. but i go to work and i start like coming to and i'm like Oh my gosh, I'm not okay. So I'd like take pictures of myself. And I knew, I deleted them because I knew when I go home, he's going to look through my phone and be like, why were you taking pictures of yourself? So that's how much I was coming to. I like was realizing that like, oh, I'm still living with this crazy dude. And then I kind of started to realize that like, oh, he beat me. So I took pictures, sent them to Camry. And... I told her, can you just hold on to these for me? Like, the message I sent her is so stupid. Can you just hold on to these pictures for me? Because I can't have them on my phone. And then I deleted the pictures. Her and my best friend was like, what the heck is going on? Like, what happened to you? And I was just so, like, oblivious. I'm just like, I think I need help. I think something bad happened. So weird, the state of mind I was in. I can't even, like, explain it. Long story short, I, like, text my boss. And I'm like, I think you need to come in. I think I need to go to Montana. I think something happened to me. Like, I was just so confused. Right as she came in, she called the cops. She saw me, and she called the cops. The cops were there. And then, like, my life was never the same after that moment. That's so good she did that, though. Yeah. As much as, you know, things happen, um, I'm very thankful that she called the cops because I told her, don't call the cops. Well, that's another thing, like, that, like, a reason I wanted to, like, talk about this is because, like, as friends, as family, like... Call the cops. Yeah, like, do what's right and don't, like... It's the same thing as, like, when you started to date him. People should have been like, hey, this guy beat somebody up. You need to know this so that you can, like, have an informed decision on, like, what you're doing. Exactly. 
because like that should play into your decision. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing like you as a human being, like you don't want to be judged and like I would imagine like you almost just feel dumb. Like you like people warned me, people were like, You're crazy, what are you mm-hmm. doing doing this so fast? And then like, hey look, I went and proved everybody right and I don't wanna like yeah. prove everybody right no. and like have my ex husband find out that I'm with somebody that beat me. Oh, and... embarrassing. It's like embarrassing, but it's like you look at it I'm like and you ashamed didn't ashamed of myself. I don't know, but you didn't do anything to like deserve that or to like like that is like unacceptable, like yeah. always. A hundred percent of the time. It's like yeah. that behavior and the way just the fact that like the first time it happened, he's like, oh, I'm so proud of myself. Pat on the back. I can't believe I didn't go completely psycho and leave my body and turn into Satan. Yep. Because clearly, like, that's what happens to him usually. Yeah. So he stopped himself once. Mm Mm-hmm. And they say, like, according to the other girls' stories in my story, his violence just progressed more and more and more with each of us. Mine was definitely the worst. And the next time he gets a hold of someone, there's a possibility that he will kill them. Yeah. And it's it's honestly like it sounds like it's like actually like out of his control, kind of like he goes to a place where Mm -hmm. it's just there's no more human. So scary that there's people like that out there. Well, so here's the part also that's like really important. So you realized early, like, I need to get out. Then that happens. Then I'm guessing there's, like... I feel like, like he knew that I was, like, oh, crap. I should probably get out of here. He knew, and he started to panic. That's why he was so Hopefully paranoid. he knows that. He was paranoid. He was, like, what are you whispering about? Like, are you moving out? Like, he started, like, freaking out, which made him go back to that psychotic stage, basically. Because at that point, like, what could he do to win you back? Nothing. He tried. At that point, it's over. Like, there's no way you're going to forget about that moment. It's done. He... uh, He literally tried to win me back after all of this. He gave me a ring. I had this... The reason I got so mad that we had to go see your dad after this is because I was planning to give you this promise ring that night. (laughs) A promise ring after, like, living at your house for a month after I just got divorced. I don't want a freaking promise ring. A promise ring that he'd already given to two other girls. The same one? This is his, this is what he does. He gave that one to one other girl. Same ring. It's, like, literally a cycle. He does the same exact thing. So... This is a really big takeaway. Uh, Get to learn the history about who you're dating. Mm-hmm. Like, go, and that's, what was, like, social media and stuff? Did he have, like, like a count? He's he have... not very active on social media at all. Like, at all. Like, maybe, like, once a year. Social media can actually be, like, a huge blessing when it comes to that type of thing. Because you can really, like, fill a person out. Yeah, you can. Like, if they don't have anything... Like, I understand people with their privacy. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a lot of good people that don't do anything with social media, but... 
Like, that's... I mean, this... Like, what do you do, though? Like, if you're around his friends, you're in a town where you don't really know anybody. Like, his friends are not gonna, like... I don't even think come he... To you. He didn't have friends. That's the thing. So, no friends. He had friends. People knew him. It was a small town. Everybody knows everybody. So, when we go out, everyone's like, hey, hey. And it makes it seem like he has friends. But really, none of those people were his friends. Oh. Small town. But once you get to know him, it's like, hmm, this guy has no friends. I wonder why. Yeah. Gosh. So then this crazy night happens. Mm -hmm. You go to work. You're like, I need to go to Montana. I need to get away. I need to get out of here. Like, this isn't right. So how do you, like, for women in this situation, how do you actually get away? Like, how, because, like, We've talked about this, and, like, it's almost like a miracle that you got away. It is a miracle. He's going through your phone, checking your texts, making Mm -hmm. sure you're not talking to anybody, like, tracking your location. You work at a place where, like, there's nobody. I I got away. I drove all the way to Montana, different state. And he came. He drove to Montana in the middle of the night to come and get me. And he did. He sweet talked me. He called me crying. I'm so scared. I'm so alone. Baby, I need you. This and that. Like, and then I like literally started to feel like sad for him. I'm still concussed and confused at this time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this poor guy is so sad. Why is he so sad? And it made me sad that this man was sad. Oh my God. Even telling this, like, and this is hard because like telling this story right now, you're like, what the f- freak was I doing it's like so weird being in that position like I understand now like what women go through why they go back long story short he comes to Montana things get wild I think 20 people in Montana are gonna find this guy and kill him I'm scared for his life because I know everyone wants to kill him so I like basically tell him like you have to leave or these people are gonna kill you and he refuses to leave without me. Oh, I'm not going to go into all those details. Yeah, like a whole to. story. Like a whole Brittany and Matt. Thank you, Brittany and Matt. Oh, my gosh. And my brother. My brother. Like, literally, I was driving back to Wyoming with this man. Like, in my car following him. My brother called me and, like, talked sense to me. He's like, Kelsey, think about it. You're not thinking straight. And then I, like, literally stopped my car and I was like, what am I doing right now? Yeah. And I like turned around in a panic and I was like, what is happening? And I started crying and then I, I called my brother back again because I like hung up. And I was like, oh my, I was like bawling. And I was like, why am I driving? Why am I in my car? Like, I didn't even realize. Yeah. I didn't even realize what I was doing. And then like two days later, I basically snuck out of Montana and went back to him. I did. It's horrible, like, admitting that, but I went back to him because he had court, and I wanted to be there for him for his court because, you know, he was blowing up my phone the whole time I was in Montana, and I felt sad, so I went back so I could be with him for court to see what was going to happen. For this? This. just happened for to this, you? Yes. And then they took him to jail. <laughs> And then once they took him to jail, his family basically was like, we can't let this girl out of our sight. 
Yeah. She is to stay with us. She's to live with us. And we're going to watch her every move. And I was trapped. Literally trapped. And I just remember like sitting on their couch. And I'm like, how did I end up back in this position again? Like I was just in Montana. I was just safe. And now you're back. And then three days. Yeah, three days later after I get back. This family's shoving me in a trunk. <laughs> to go pick him up from jail. Oh my gosh. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's like the story. Can well, go on forever. so, okay, oh, just fa- fast forward. <laughs> yeah. Because. I know. That's I don't want it to be. This could, like, these. That's why I'm speeding through. These stories could go on, like. I don't even. Me I mean, you have went, talked so many hours about this. I already like, went through most of the details that I wanted to. But. but the biggest thing mm-hmm. I feel like you, like advice you could give is like, how did you finally, like, get away? This is also like very tricky because you still have this like whole thing going on. I know. And so, so it's like almost a lot of it. Like I am a little bit nervous that <laughs> that you. Sh- I honestly feel like you should probably talk to your lawyer before I even like <laughs> no. release this. That's why I haven't said his name. I mean, it's stupid. Like, this happened. Well, this is the most frustrating part about the whole thing. Happened. This happened a year and what ago? A year and a half almost. Like, like a year and a half ago, and the court system sucks so bad. This dude should be, like, in prison. This whole thing should be behind you. He just went on vacation. You don't even know what the, like, the court date keeps getting switched, and the lawyers keep getting dropped, and it's like, this whole thing is just like, it's like a game. It's just like... There's people's lives, like, you scared. Like, when you were living, when I met you, mm-hmm. you lived in this town with him. Yep. And I remember, like, we had, like, really good chemistry, and we are talking on the phone and stuff. And then I learned your story, and I was like, so where's this guy? You're like, oh, he lives, he lives down the road. And I was like, do you feel nervous? You're like, yes. And, like, you literally felt, like, scared for your, like, safety. For, like, months of my... Months after this. I There's no protection. Scared. No protection. None. Nobody's, like, looking out for you. It's just... The state of Wyoming gave me $10,000 towards funeral expenses. And, and seven... $7,000 towards crime scene cleanup if something happens to me in the next two years. Oh, my gosh. Stupid. That's so, the protection they gave me. That's it. That's all. That's not protection. And then, basically, the, protection. Cop, the cops yeah. told me, if anything happens, call 911. That's what they told me. I said, okay, so there's a possibility that something will happen. And this is the thing, like, hey, did you guys listen to me? Like, the guy goes psycho. I get trapped. And, like, what? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, you think next time this happens to me, I'm going to be able to, like, you think there's any chance that I get out of this? Like, the dude goes and sees that red color in his freaking eyes. And I would imagine, too, like, that's a psycho scary look to see on somebody's face. Yeah. But, like, the whole leaving was, like, the hardest thing. I tried to leave him, like, six times. And, like, I can't I can't even explain, like, it was so weird. Well, because you know if you fail your attempt, it's just going to, like, put you in danger. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'd get really, really close, and then I'd get scared and be like, 
I remember what happened last time. Like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to go through that again. Well, like, and so what do you do about checking your phone? Like, how, how did you eventually, like, like, reach out to somebody or how I, did you reach out to like get bought, yourself out of this i bought a second phone and how'd you do was he checking bank statements and stuff no but he was trying so literally before the main beating happens two days before that happened he put me on his phone plan because he wanted to control yep. everything about you and a week before that happens we were out looking at cars for me brand new cars that we we're gonna buy so then that way... So he tries to full control so you by the way, time he finally beats you. He was like, get rid of your car, get rid of your car, I'm going to buy you this car. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this man wants to buy me a car? Like, what? And I feel like if he, if I would have got rid of my car and he would have bought me that car, I would have been screwed. <clears throat> I would have been on his phone plan. I would have been driving his car. He would have, like, been able to track my every move. Yeah. And I would have definitely not been able to leave because it was his car. Yeah. But... I was able, I bought a phone actually when I was in Montana when I was trying to get away from him. And then when I came back, I hid the phone. I hid it at work. And I didn't use it. I didn't use it until I like realized that like I need to like get out of here. What am I doing? Like, oh God, that's a whole nother story. Whatever. So I started like texting my dad off of that phone and else was I texting? I was texting a few people on that phone. And then I finally just like got a plan one day and my plan sucked. It's like, okay, I'm leaving his mom's house, leaving his house, whatever. And I'm going to go live at this house, which is like a block away from there. I was like, but they was... knew where I was staying. They would honk. But you had, yeah. They would honk when they drove by. They saw my car and they're like, honk, honk. Like they saw me. They called me. They called me like 16 to 20 times a day once I finally left. Called me, followed me. I ended up going back. After I got to the house, I ended up going back like once. I met up with him once. Like, he like almost lured me in multiple times again. And if I wouldn't have like, I could have easily gotten sucked back in so many times. But it was because I'd opened up to people about it a little bit and people were like helping me. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. If I would have like not told anyone, I probably would have still been in that situation. So I think it's very important that people reach out for help. Tell people, tell one person. For the longest time I had one person I was talking to. One person. But that one person literally would like help me get my head on straight again. But if you're the person too that that person like entrusts, like, mm -hmm. you need to make sure you, like, do something. You know? That's a hard part, too, to be, like, mm -hmm. a friend. Because you get something, like, dropped on you like that. And you're like, how do I, like, what, what do I do? Yeah. But, and at the heart, like, I feel like the hardest part is just, like, the legal system. Mm -hmm. Because he's not in jail. Like, you're not guilty until you're proven guilty. And so, so he's just out there. He's just roaming around. So, mm -hmm. you're, like, this girl living by yourself and then like if you run into him he follows you or whatever like mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do about that and the laws just call 911 call like, 911 if something happens so they told me if you feel unsafe if something happens with him call 911 oh and by the way there's only like 
one person who could come and help you if you called 911, and it'll take them like 40 minutes to get there because it's a small town. <laughs> so stupid. Well, Can you I wanna... believe I lived there for so long? That was like... That's the thing too, like restraining orders and that type of stuff. Like they're only as good as like. I had no contact order. He broke it. I called the, I told them he broke. They told me if he breaks his no contact order, he's going to jail. He's blah blah blah. This this this. He breaks it. I tell them nothing happens. And then it happened again, right? Nothing happens. Yeah. So like the law doesn't even like hold up. <laughs> it's end of the. Yeah, so, like, their job is to protect you, mm-hmm. and they don't do anything to help you. Yep. And then you're... It all pan out. It all pan out in trial. The only way, like, oh. you can really do anything, because that's when I, I came into the picture. I was like, mm-hmm. Kelsey, you need to get out of this town. You don't feel safe. Like, mm-hmm. this is not somewhere you should be living, because what if... Oh, my gosh. You run into this guy, and something happens. And, like... it's be- You are so, like open and ready to like talk about it i think like most people were just kind of like they didn't want to talk about it so like so annoying i know people need to talk about people need to like hey what are you doing you're not safe here i feel like so many people actually i had like Brittany tell me like you're not safe there but she did it in more of like a friendly like you were like Hello, like wake up. I'm like, you're right. Like, what am I doing here? But I think that's because, like, for me, mm-hmm. I like put all my shit out there. Mm-hmm. So for me to talk to people, yeah, I just like I know pain. I know like what people go through, and so like I know talking about it and like being real, real, real about things mm-hmm. is like. How you actually help each other. Yeah. And so. But it's super difficult. It's still hard to hear it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate that it's still going on. Yeah, my lawyer. I don't even have a lawyer anymore. Mm. It's like basically like I don't even have like a case. Like it's just nothing's happening. Not, maybe nothing will even happen. Who even knows? But this is where like this is good. Like doing something where like. It's almost like, it's so frustrating because you don't want to do this, but like in certain, like certain situations, like at some point, if the law is not going to help, people have to take it into their own hands. Mm -hmm. Like, and like all we can do, like we're not going to be violent and go like kill somebody, but to... Slap me on my wrist and tell me that I can't talk about this. Okay, whatever. I'm yeah, but like, talk about it. Like, yeah, like these people should me. be like exposed. Like, we really should be like saying his name like a million times, posting yeah. him all over oh everything. Like, God. avoid Seriously. this guy. I want to do that. This so guy, bad. you should like. We should have like a shit list where like avoid his mom. Yeah, like she's just she attacked me. She's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish we could do that kind of stuff. I wish. But we can't. I don't know. Maybe you can. I don't know. I'm going to ask. I want to literally just be like, you know what? Like, what's going on here? Is anything going to happen? Because if nothing's going to happen, I'm just going to, like, do my own thing. Yeah. I'll get TikTok famous off of his face. (laughs) Plaster it. Seriously. But I'm not going to do that yet. Until I get the okay. But then you, like... Then you start to, like, 
anger the angry monster. I know. Stupid. Anyways. It sucks. Okay. It's just like it's hard to to know because the whole point. So me and Kelsey did start. I just applied for this nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if we get approved. Yeah. But we're planning like our first event, which is gonna be super cool. I'll let them know more once it's like yeah. official. But it's official. You know how I ran a hundred miles last year for this kid with leukemia, something along those same lines. Yeah. But it's going to be, like, a lot of people participating. So many. And. Get big. But, like, all we want to do, first off, is spread awareness. Because, mm-hmm. like Kelsey was talking about, if somebody tells you, like, take it seriously. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, like, they say about, like, suicide. Like, somebody brings it up, don't just, like, yep. pretend like it's nothing. Like, yep. it's something. Mm-hmm. People should be talking more about, like, mental health, too. Like. Yeah. So just hiding. People just should be talking. Yeah. It helps so much. Like, shout out to Alyssa Buckstead. Like, seriously, I don't think I would have been this strong if she wouldn't have opened up about her experience years yeah. ago. I remember seeing her Facebook posts. I remember, like, seeing, like, everything she went through, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this girl's, like, amazing. And so now, like, I know she reached me. Now I want to reach someone. Yeah. Because I was able to get out of that situation. So maybe now someone will be able to get out of their situation because of me. The bravest thing, too, is it's such like a... Because you can't go back and save yourself from this. Like, you got beat up. Mm -hmm. These other women got beat up. And, like, for somebody in your position to be brave enough to, like, Mm -hmm. stand up to somebody that could potentially hurt you is... It's really just looking out for, like, the future women that he could be with. And, like, the reason you would stand up to him is to put him behind bars so he doesn't hurt somebody else. And that, like, I just feel like if we could somehow just help people be more aware, like, that might be the the goal, you know? Because when I first left him, when I was, like, officially free... Like, I wasn't working with the lawyers. I wasn't working with anyone. I wasn't going to press charges. Like, I was doing my own thing. And then I started thinking about, like, oh, my gosh. He's just out there, like, dating other people. Like, that's exactly why. I think I went to the, like, police and started working with them more for other people than myself, which sucks to admit. But, like, I I had already gone through what I went through. It was whatever. Yeah. But. But that, yeah, like... But, like, thinking about that happening to somebody else, I was like, oh, heck no. This guy has to pay. He has to be locked up. If your boss would have respected your wishes and not called the cops... Yep, I told the ...it would have been the same cops. thing. Then I probably would be stuck in a Like, I'd be stuck there still. Yeah. That's so terrifying. So, like, you owe her. <laughs> she did, like, that you... was... She kind of do, honestly, a little bit he for that. He knows the whole story between me and my ex-boss. Yeah. But, yeah, I do owe her. I do. Just anybody that's, like, was willing to help you mm-hmm. and, like, like tell you the hard truths and help yeah. you, like... Cause... Tyler's really good at drink. No. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. But, anyway, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? We'll have to get on again. There's, like, so much more 
could like just think about like red flags and you could go over like, like just little details. This is more of like my story. But I think well, we should do another one that is like more awareness on like certain things. Well, what I think to do. too, like, because with trying to help people in this situation, we're going to come across people with stories. Mm-hmm. And then we can bring people yes, on and, and like, I want them to share them. if you guys are talking, like, yes. you'll be able to share more about your story through, like, whatever they've been through. Isn't that so sad to know that we're going to run into people with, like, so many stories and, like, how many yeah. women and how many people out there are, like, about to have this happen? Yeah. And it's, and like... What could be going through right now? It, like, breaks my heart, like, thinking about it. And if you, like, this happened to you and you haven't, like reported it or tried to stop this person from doing it again like i would really try to make a plan to do something about it because it's not fair to these other women that are out there or Mm -hmm. these other people that are potentially gonna get abused and i know it's like terrifying i just wish there was more like codes for like things because so many women like want to get help but they're being watched so closely like i wish like there was just like Hey, let's meet up for coffee. And There's like, some stuff you were saying, though, like yeah. hand signals. And... Yeah, there is. We should look more into that. So, like, when we're doing our podcast, like, hey, if you're in this situation. Yeah, we could do a video one next time. Let's meet for coffee. <laughs> so, we'll kind of come up with some resources and stuff. Yeah. And then we can put those, like, in my podcast. And then you've been, you've posted, like, a few things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your your stuff's private. Mm-hmm. So, smart. Yeah. My stuff. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I have 36,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Sure you do. Is <laughs> 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 one of them. Never mind. What? The end. Thanks, guys. Uh, well, thanks for Until listening. And yeah, just be on the lookout for your friends, family, people that need your help, mm-hmm. because they might not, they might not ask you. Mm-hmm. They might not ask you, and you might need to just help them. Love you. Bye. Say bye. Goodbye.